everyone and welcome to the very first episode of this Story Kit Live event. We, I must admit, we haven't really come up with a good name for it yet. This is such a test ride. So any suggestions are welcome before, during, after, anytime you come up with a great name for this, just send it over. I love that we have a little audience with us. We have just posted about this organically. We haven't really made a big fuss about it, partly because we're experimenting with it uh, and partly because we wanted to see what happened. But I'm super excited for every person that is in here, regardless if you're a StoryKit employee or if you are someone who's just curious about storytelling. Our main focus in this episode, but also moving forward, will be storytelling and especially social storytelling. Um, sometimes we will bring guests, sometimes we might not, but we truly want all of you to participate, ask questions, and please make us sweat. No question is stupid, no question is dumb, no question is too smart, because please make us sweat. Um, but this is how it'll go. So my name is Jona Ekman, and I'm the marketing director at StoryKit. And StoryKit, for you who don't already know this, is the complete video creator. And all of us who are working here are truly passionate about social storytelling and helping everyone create video and making everything video. With me today and every day moving forward, I have the brilliant Heidi Bordal, StoryKit's own community and social media queen. Oh, she will be with you in the chat, keeping an eye open on your cameras and everything. So as soon as anyone asks a question, raises her hand or just raises an eyebrow, she will notice. And she will then let you into the live stream to talk to me and Fredrik and Heidi. Uh, and so with no further ado, let's present our first guest and why, uh, as we say in Sweden, uh, cross the river to find stuff. Um, yeah, we <laughs> we went to our own uh, company and found Fredrik Strömberg. So Fredrik is the founder and CPO at StoryKit. And in my personal opinion, he's one of the most knowledgeable people there is when it comes to content, social media, and all things internet. So Fredrik, a huge welcome. And could you maybe kick this off with telling us a bit about your background? And tell me if I'm right when I say that storytelling has been important for you throughout your whole career. When you talked about it, it just struck me that it's true what you say about social being the way we have told stories forever. I mean, one of the things that I am really annoyed with with companies is the 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 thinking that uh, we just have one chance to tell this one story. But I mean, even if in real life, you you still you craft your stories by telling them. So I go to a party and I tell a personal story about a funny thing that happened and I just, it didn't work. So I, I go to someone else and I try the same story and ah, now I know a better way to tell it. And after a while, my anecdote becomes something that I can really use. And that's the same thing. Like you don't just, on social, you just you don't just have one opportunity to tell your story. You actually have an abundance of opportunities to tell your stories. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we sometimes get annoyed comments on our uh, image posts on uh, social media because it's like, aren't you a video company? Shouldn't everything be a video? And we're like, no, it 
probably shouldn't. But I haven't tried the shouting out it's, the window yet. It is a video. <laughs> it is. A, it's a super, super short video. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's an image video. So um, it's one frame video. <laughs> that's a video. It might that could be a video too. Um, yeah. So that's something we often say. Like everything doesn't have to be a film. It could just be a video. But when it comes to video and text, which we are talking so much about, not right just right now, but especially right now, um, we are talking so much about the script and the importance of the script in a video. So why is it so important in video on social media today? Well, I mean, first of all, it's a basic thing, right? That that we are living in a, it's a silent world or it's not a silent world perhaps as much as the sound is coming from another source and this is not opinion at all this is this is uh, uh, this is fact right if you if you look at the the the, the percentage of uh, video on in social media that is consumed with sound on it's it's a very small share of it um so, so that's that's just the reality of things, and that's something we we've been we we've known for for a lot of years, and and uh, and I think still the, the that old Facebook saying with design for sound off and delight with sound on is a great one, and I especially think that the design for sound off is correct. Yes. Then do whatever you want with sound on. Uh, I mean, it's asking a lot for someone to 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 you know pause their pod, favorite podcast to listen to a talking head and social media just happens to 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 pass by you in in, in the in the stream so, so so that's that's the thing why why sort of text driven or text output in video is important but the other part of that is why it's text input why, why, why is that functional or important or something and and i think that is because we cater to people who write Right. That's that. That those are the the nine hundred ninety nine out of a thousand communicators that actually don't have the skill to be hardcore video editors. Because mm -hmm. video editing in an online editor is a very specific skill. It mm -hmm. takes a lot of time to be good at it. It takes a lot of time when you do it. And from a text person thinks in storylines and not in timelines and and the fact that you can go from your storyline and the thing that sort of the outline of something that you have thought about that that makes perfect sense in your sort of text-driven open canvas mind if you can get to a suggestion or even a almost finished product from that as quick as possible i think opens up a lot of opportunities and opens opens up a lot of sort of courage within people. It's like, well, just try it. Just, you know, write something and see how it comes out, right? So, so I think there's there's two parts of it. Text is super important when consuming on mm -hmm. social media. And text is important because it's the way a lot of us are used to to to, to communicate. Mm -hmm. so, so I think those are the basic pillars of that. Yeah. So I promise you all who are listening that this show is not supposed to be a long ad for StoryKit, but since we just released some functionality that is interesting from this like content philosophical point of view almost, 
because we didn't settle with just enable videos to be texted in StoryKit. Uh, in StoryKit, the essence of the video is the text pretty much. Um, so not only is text important as the tool for storytelling, but it can also be important as a technical base for the video. Could you just riff around that for just a second? Yeah, sure. I mean, we we tend to look at it this way that if we can if we can get the text in some way, right, then we have a firm sort of base point for adding functionality, adding intelligence to it. This is what we do today with our with our AI solution, right? So we analyze the text. So regardless of how the text comes to us, there's there's other ways to input text that may not be in the tool right now. But when you get to text, then you're in a really robust format of storing information. And that information can be analyzed and, 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 be, and we can attach further information to it. And information is useless if it doesn't sort of release functionality or help or something that gives the, 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 the user something. So for instance, if you use the script editor now and you write your text in, or if you paste your text in, or if you parse a URL from it, so, so you get a suggestion for, for like, this is, this is the layout of the text and this is the suggested storyboard. One of the things that we are doing today is that we suggest search terms for you, right? So we try to analyze the text and see what it's all about. And then we suggest search terms in the asset browser to get you like closer to, or to just to give you suggestions on this. These are terms that you can use to search for relevant uh, assets for, for your, for the background assets in your video. So, so that's, that's the way. So, so as soon as you get something into text, then you can do a lot with it. I mean, yeah. we've just scratched the surface on what you can do with it. So it's it's text is super robust. That's the thing, right? It's 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 easy to store. It's easy to transfer. It's easy to manipulate. It's easy to to duplicate. It's easy to do stuff with, and it's easy to to have because it has natural uh, delineations in it, so which, which means so that we can we can separate it by sentence or by word or by block. We can, as we call, tokenize text in a in, mm. a, in a really productive way. So, so, so that's why text is so good. Everything in a, in a, in a sense is text. Even if 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 you look at like big lofty promises about artificial intelligence and machine learning and pattern recognition and stuff. It's like when you store that information in the end, it's text. Yeah. Uh, so it's all, it always gets down to that. So, so, so we, we think that using text is, it's, it's really straightforward in a sense. It, it's, it's, it's not a hard choice. The hard thing about it is to go from that text to something that makes sense in form of video, but I mean that's that, that's why we are a lot of people working with it, because that's the hard part. It's not the hard part to, to store the text and to, to yeah. sort of find out what the text is about. Some parts are hard, some parts are super easy. But but I mean, text 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 is good. It's robust. It's it's basic. Yeah, but you, as you said, uh, being a video editor and knowing how to tell the the timeline based story is a very specific kind of skill. But telling a good story in text is also uh, an admirable skill that everyone doesn't feel that they have. So uh, regardless of how you craft your story, you still need to 
find and like be able to tell those stories, how, how is a good way to start? How do you do it? By in, in what sense, finding the story or telling the story? Well, let's start with finding the story. Well, yeah, finding the story is kind of easy. It's like turn to the left, <laughs> look at look at what you have over there, and then f- try to figure out if if there's a story to tell. No, but if you work within an organization, uh, a company, or, or or some other kind of organization, almost everything that happens, if you employ a new colleague, if you release a new product. If you are making uh, changes to service, if you're everything, could be a story to, to tell to someone. The, the thing is not to get hung up on. Well, this doesn't have mass appeal. Well, sometimes it's enough if it has. It appeals to one specific person, right? Mm-hmm. The goal with social storytelling, and in a sense, which comes back to finding stories, that it has never been about telling one story to as many people as possible it's, it's, it has been always been about telling as many stories as possible to as few people as possible in a sense right to the relevant people you want to limit your target groups in a sense to be more specific which means that you have to tell more stories you have to tell you have to surround everything that happens with different angles and different stories so i mean I, I just have to interrupt you there because that's a, that's something that I have been talking about a lot the last few years, uh, telling more stories to to smaller audiences, and I often get like uh, people get quite opinionated about that because like why? But we need to uh, enhance our awareness. We need to do a huge brand campaign. We need as many likes as possible in our Facebook feed and so forth. So. Uh, what would you say to that type of argument? Yeah, that's. I think that that's totally different ball games, right? It, it, it's like you are what you measure. That's a, mm. that's a huge issue, and and I think there are we've we've seen this three years. I mean, we have so many clients who have so many contacts. We've been in this world ourselves for so many years. I mean, the the volume thing exists and it's real, and it's because the platforms tend to feed back sort of volume numbers for you and that's an easy way to create some kind of sense of fulfillment or 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 sense of success Uh, there are cases where that that's important right there there are absolutely uh, organizations that need the volume in raw numbers i i can't really name you one but i'm sure they exist Uh, but for most others you have to measure much deeper you have to have a lot more you have to just be a lot more professional in what you measure and how you sort of how how you how you delineate success from failure but that's that that's a that's a tough call right because when you have tools when you have platforms and analytics uh, solutions that sort of tend to to feed into that volume thing and the number of likes and stuff it it becomes it becomes your way of, of measuring if you if you're doing a good job or not. Mm-hmm. I, to, to do that, I, as you can say, I mean, no one has made any money out of a like from a like, right? Mm-hmm. If that like then translates into selling that shoe, sure. But then you have to sort of prove that connection as well. And I mean, you know, you all know that sort of the 
absolutely most widely successful social media thing you ever put out just yielded nothing it's like yielded nothing, nothing. <laughs> because it's just it was just totally the wrong thing to to have viral it was a thing about not photographing feet in social media field or yeah. whatever and it just went the totally wrong way right I, i'm sure you told the story a lot of times yeah. but i mean that happens and that happens when you when you when you optimize for volume that's mm. where you end up and i mean i've i've been working on the media side so i know this that's where you end up right i'm not only not only a part of it i was one of the instigators in this country for actually social media uh, uh, uh sort of clickbaiting stuff so so mea culpa but but i mean so so i mean yeah i i i understand the pushback Mm. I still think you should push back on the pushback and say, that, well, you know, I'm pushing back actually, on the pushback. Yeah. Does that actually sort of uh, advance your business or your, uh, your uh, communication goals or something like that? So, so, I mean, that's what, but, but also then telling a story, that was the second part of the, the, yeah. the question, right? So it's like finding stories, stories are everywhere. It's, it's, it's just, just have an open mind. Is that a story? Yeah does someone else also, also one thing for organizations i think it's super important to, to understand that other people hold stories right so the story doesn't always have to come from you as the storyteller or the the communicator right you could ask someone else to tell a story from their daily grind or something like that you could do this in a multitude of different ways you can go out and interview them of course but you could also ask them to send in stuff super structured themselves it's like so you don't have to tell every story in a sense you just have to start the storytelling so that's one thing but then when it comes to how to to do it well it's just do what what the content tells you to do uh and if there's one sort of general advice i would give for this kind of storytelling it's like keep it short yeah. do one th- i mean you, i think you 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 often tend to, to talk about this like one thing is one story right don't try to overload your storytelling with too much stuff it's like if if we were to have the example of like here's here here's a bunch of new uh, uh a bunch of new uh, uh laws or regulations that has, have been passed uh, and they all sort of uh, they start being active on june the first uh from and it, it it could be one of the like the municipalities in sweden the commune right it's like don't do i mean you could do one video that has a here are the 10 most important things you need to know that's okay sure that's one thing but then do it in piecemeal do one at a time mm-hmm. because that i mean you can create a lot of content from sort of the same well but also they in social relevant stuff tends to find a way to reach the right people because if there's a specific thing and someone sees it who's relevant then you're kind of more likely for them to ping someone else in a common field and stuff so so, i mean there's there's not just you know it's not just about oh we've created a hundred units of information it's like actually pinpointing them and focusing on one thing may increase their chance of reaching out right because they're not hidden in this big sort of story and once again do both uh but that's the thing just just don't like over engineer so so 
So don't try to tell the, everything all the time in every story. I was going to ask Heidi if anyone has any questions for us. People seem very polite and quiet. Exactly, they are. We haven't received any in the chat so far, but if you do, please shout out or write it in the chat field. You can ask us anything. Um, well then, then I'll go back to my little thingy here. Um, uh, 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 so would you say, uh, just to answer your question before you get the chance, would you say that that is the biggest mistake that people do with, the, with their videos or their stories overall in social? Like trying to cram as much as possible into it? Or do you I, see other things that people do that is off the charts? I, th I think I think in in that sense that they are related. I think that we tend to see that people are trying to tell sort of it's much, a lot of this one big story thing, and that sort of also then gives the perhaps false impression that oh I'm I'm done, so I've done this already, and that's like no you should probably do ten more pieces. Mm -hmm perhaps 50 more pieces, right? Uh, and so it creates a kind of a false safety when you tell that big story, because it's like, I mean, I've, I've, I worked on the agency side for a few years uh, and it's not unusual to quote Tom Jones, to, to have someone, you know, ask for something that ha will have, will will sort of be relevant for a year or longer mm -hmm. it's like how little or how static must that world be if something is relevant for a year a big branding thing sure i mean it could be that like your big vision for the future that that could that could be but, but i mean how much how much happens mm -hmm. and how far from sort of uh actual events must you be not to have anything interfere with that kind of storytelling for just a year right so what happens in the world has no bearing on how you tell your story that just leads to it's being it it it, it becomes uh it becomes everything for everyone mm. which is like the the place where information goes to die mm. uh it, it's always something for everyone you want to strive for it's like it's not so so i mean they, they are connected in a sense i think people are communicating too little uh that doesn't equate to them not working eight hours a day five days a week it's just because they have to spend so much time on telling those big stories that it mm. takes a lot of time because when you tell a big story it also has big implications and then the there, there exists a lot of stakeholders and then you have this committee and then you have a process and then you have something that turns out a lot bigger in in my view this comes a lot from sort of the 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 notion of the press release mm -hmm. press releases a lot of times holds many of those sort of not too effective efficient traits for social storytelling right so they often tend to be 
here's the story from A to B, but we also have all like the technical specifications in there, the quotes from six different stakeholders, and you know, this and that, and it's and and here's the basic information about us as a company, and here's a lot of things. And if you get this in your hand, you have like the the context leading up to whatever the press release was about. You have sort of the implications going forward. You have the quotes from all the stakeholders. You have the technical specifications or the organizational specifications of whatever happened that led to that press release, all encompassed in one document. Mm. So we're sending out the press release, and that's sort of the that's what we do. All those press releases should probably be seven different pieces of communications, or yep. fifteen, or twelve, or three, uh, right? So, so yeah, I, 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 I think that's and and also what I think is something that that storytellers should look at when they when they storytell for social is that it shouldn't be as, what should we call it, ceremonial as it is. You don't really have to have like a title on stuff all the time. You could just go straight into a quote. You could go straight into some facts. You can, you, you can do a lot of things where you like, where you jump into to just that nugget of information that you want to communicate. And then it will then it makes more sense like read the whole story here look at the whole story there so like you, you don't have to sort of you know wave a flag where it says well story coming up like <laughs> this is like you can just jump straight into it so i think you can you can like you can cut out a lot of more or less dead meat which is just which is just more or less uh, it's structure i mean it's not wrong. You can do. You can have great headlines and great titles that are, that are really function, right? But you could also skip them yeah. and go move straight into something. Like I, 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 I still love like the single quote video from someone. Just mm -hmm. someone who tells says what it is, and then it's like, do you want to know more? Go here. That's really good. Um. I am thinking that we're reaching towards my end of my question battery. Um, so do we have any questions from our amazing participants here or are we, Heidi? You've been so crystal clear this whole We've time. We've been so crystal clear. No questions. That's really good. So Fredrik, one last tip from the pro here when it comes to social storytelling because all of these things are really good things like one story one um uh jump into the story but when i sit there and i'm gonna write my linkedin post or i am gonna do my video or whatever and i'm just like Ugh. so give me one good way to just overcome that feeling and get something out I mean, hopefully you're communicating from a place of need, not a place like where you have a schedule to fill. Uh, but I mean, if, if, if it's about overcoming writer's blocks, then it's like steal, steal. Look at what someone else has been doing and do that. And I mean, that, that, that's, that's a super efficient way of doing anything. It's like, look at 
what, what's the 10 best things you've read this week? Steal those. Because when you make them your own and make them about yourself, I mean, then, then that's your story. I mean, I, I, I once, oh, this is so long ago. I think it's like 17 or 18 years ago. I was at a conference uh, and this guy whose name eludes me, he, he was an editorial consultant. And he said that there are six different types of stories in a magazine. If you try to convince me that you've invented a new one, then I will tell you that you haven't. Like that, that's all there is. So no one is like owns the format or whatever. It's all been done. So, I mean, just look at something, copy it into the least, to the detail, just, just do stuff that sort of shakes it loose. I, I think that's, I mean, that it's, it, yeah, it's steal and steal with pride. Steal something. <laughs> steal something. Yeah, just steal something. Well, yeah, that's one of whole, my the wholesome advice. That's one of my mottos: copy with pride and precision. Yeah, <laughs> because it's true. Most have been told already. Um, thank you, Fredrik, for all these insights about storytelling on social media. We're going to be talking about this frequently moving forward, and I am so hoping to see some of you that has been here today to join us for the next one. You will see when it comes up. We will try to do this more frequently and with a, a better, a very stable cadence in the future, but at the moment we're still trying it out. So I will also send out an email to you who has been with us to ask you a couple of questions because we want to be better and so forth. So, uh, but for now, uh, if, and if, if, if we don't have any, any questions, no, no, none, no. Okay. Um, we'll have to work on that on the future too. You'll get there. Um, but thank you all for joining us and see you next time. Well, have a nice day. Thanks guys. Thanks. Bye.